Hi, babe. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm okay. Crazy two weeks. It has. Yeah. Lots going on. A lot of sadness and pain around the world. But on top of that, too, a lot of hope and a lot of change. Yeah, for sure. So um, we did not record last week uh, just out of, I mean, we couldn't see why releasing a podcast. Of our silliness. Yeah. During these difficult times and just everybody uniting. It wouldn't be appropriate. No. This week, we are actually here to introduce uh, an interview that happened with between Gail King of CBS This Morning and Representative John Lewis, who is a civil rights icon. This interview happened last week. Maybe you've seen it. We'll provide a link in the bio to the interview. If you haven't, please see it. It's it's very touching, and it just gives hope and light to what's happening as well. Yeah. This is a man who's he's the last living speaker from that 1963 march. Correct, the Martin Luther King. Yeah, mm-hmm. the I Have a Dream speech. is also a man who is, even though he has been beaten and bloodied and knocked out unconscious and arrested and put in jail, has one of the most loving hearts and is full of forgiveness and hope. Yeah, and, and you see that in his eyes. Oh, and, big time. Yeah. So take a listen. Well, Hopefully it will inspire you Yeah. to uh, help what's going on or maybe just to educate yourself on this whole, everything that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And with that, we will turn it over to Gail King, to Gail King <laughs> and represent John Lewis. <laughs> we'll see you guys soon. We'll, we're going to take this week by week. Yes. So we will uh, let you know through Instagram and yeah. all that um, if we get back to a regular recording. And much love to everybody. And remember that we all live in one world and we can be a family. That's right. What do you say, Martin Luther King? We must learn to live as brothers and sisters in this world house. We all live in a house. It's called the world. Yeah. Anyways, enjoy. Bye. Congressman John Lewis is a champion of the civil rights movement and one of its leading figures. He marched alongside Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and was repeatedly beaten and arrested during nonviolent protest for racial equality. He was only 23 years old at the time. Lewis was the youngest person to speak at the 1963 March on Washington from the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. We are tired. We are tired of being beaten by policemen. We are tired of seeing our people locked up in jail over and over again. And then you holler, be patient. How long can we be patient? We want our freedom and we want it now. Boy, Congressman Lewis joins us now for his first network TV interview since the protest over the death of George Floyd began. Congressman John Lewis, it's so good to see you. I can't tell you, you are such a sight, such a sight for sore eyes today. It's really good to see you. I want to start with getting your thoughts about George Floyd, the way he died, your reaction to that, and also your reaction to the, the news that we had yesterday that all four officers have been charged. The way this young man died, watching the video, it uh, it made me so sad. It was so painful. It made me cry. I kept saying to myself, how many more? How many more young black men 
be murdered, that the madness must stop. And it was very moving, very moving to see hundreds and thousands of people from all over America and around the world takes to the streets to speak up, to speak out, to get in what I call good trouble or to get in the way. And because of the action of young and old, black, white, Latino, Asian American and Native American, because people cried and prayed, people would never ever forget what happened and how it happened. And it's my hope that we are on our way to greater change, to respect the dignity and the worth of every human being. And it doesn't matter the color or the background of whether they're male or female, gay or straight. We would come to that point and say we're one people we're one family. We all live in the same house, not just American house, but the world house. I wanted to talk about the, um, the protest in particular, because people were saying it's a turning point, it's a tipping point. Yesterday, Bishop T.D. Jake said, it's a turning point when you look at the diversity of the crowd. So I wanna know, I know you've been watching, I understand you were moved to tears over the weekend looking at the protest. Does this feel and look different to you? This feel and look so different. It is so much more massive and all inclusive to see people from all over the world taken to the streets, to the roadways, to stand up, to speak up, to speak out, or to do what I call getting in trouble. And with the sense of determination and commitment and dedication, there will be no turning back. People now understand what the struggle was all about. It's another step down a very, very long road toward freedom, justice for all humankind. What would you tell Congressman young people and people, quite frankly, who were not so young about the best way to seek justice? You know, there's been a lot of controversy, a lot of talk about the looting. And we should we should stress that most of the protests were very peaceful, but there was some looting. There was some disruption. What would you say to people about the best way to achieve justice? But during the 60s, the great majority of us accepted the way of peace the way of love, philosophy and discipline of nonviolence as a way of life, as a way of living, as something cleansing, something wholesome about being peaceful and orderly. To stand up and with a sense of dignity and a sense of pride and, and never hate. As Dr. King said over and over again, hate is too heavy a burden to bear. The way of love is a much better way. And that's what we did. We, we were arrested. We were jailed. 
we were beaten, but we didn't hate. And we have changed America. And I truly believe what is taking place now and will continue to take place during the next few days and weeks is going to take us much farther down that road to society at peace with itself. People who know you well, Congressman, say that you still remain very optimistic. And I'm wondering how you're able to still be so hopeful based on all that you've experienced, uh, both physically and emotionally. How do you do that? Because as you said, you were beaten. Yes, I was beaten, left bloody and unconscious, but I never became bitter or hostile, never gave up. I, I believe that somehow and some way, if it become necessary to use our bodies to have redeemed the soul of a nation, then we must do it. Create a society at peace with yourself and lay down the burden of hate and division Dr. King was saying, violence and evil, it must stop someplace along the way. And we became disciples of the movement, disciples of Martin Luther King Jr. and of the great teacher to do what we could to leave our society better than we found it. You know, P President Trump is threatening military intervention to suppress some of the protests. What do you think about that? I think it would be a serious mistake on the part of President Trump to use the military to stop orderly, peaceful, nonviolent protests. You cannot stop cannot stop the call of history. You may use troopers, you may use fire hoses and, and water, but it cannot be stopped. It cannot be any turning back. We come too far, make too much progress to stop now or to go back. The world is seeing what is happening. We are ready to continue to move forward. And, and what do you think is the role of people who are not black who want to support the movement? We're hearing a lot about that. Well, we all are human. We all are part of the human family. And it doesn't matter whether you're black or white, Latino, Asian American, or Native American. We're one people. We're one family. We all live in the same house the world house. And as Dr. King said again, we must learn to live together as brothers and sisters. If not, we will perish as fools. And I think what's been going on the past few days is living truth that we all are connected mm -hmm. and nothing, not anything, are going to separate us. Congressman, I have to ask you about your health. You know, you had many people worried. You were diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and you've been getting treatment. And so I want to know how you're doing. I also heard that 
for the first time you got to see your cats. You've been being treated in DC. You got to see the cats over the weekend. So I wanna know how you're doing. What are your cats' names and why they give you such comfort? How's your health? Start with that. Well, my health is improving. Uh, I have wonderful doctor and nurse and they've been taking good care of me. I'm very hopeful and very optimistic. They're trying to get me to eat more. Yeah, we're optimistic too. And I'm trying to eat yes, more. Yes, please do. And regain my weight. My please cats. Do. What are uh, the cats' names? I call them. Well, we don't. Uh, we call them kitty, kitty cat. <laughs> and <laughs> they know each other. But when I went back home this past weekend, yeah. I was somewhat disappointed. I don't think they recognized me. All right. All right, Congressman Lewis, thank you so much. Thank you for rolling with the punches this morning. You look great, and I agree. You can eat a little more, but you look great. We are so happy to have you here this morning. We'll be right back.